All right, welcome everybody to the Top Back Podcast. I'm one of your hosts, Matt Legaspi, and I have a special guest today. So this guy is a special friend of mine. We work together. He's an up-and-coming screenwriter, aspiring blog content creator, Nicholas Chan. Thank you, Matt Legaspi. That was a great introduction. Thank you. Um, I'd switch it, though. I'm like an aspiring screenwriter <laughs> and a current blog writer. Okay, there you go. My mistake. I'll edit that out. All right, so today we have a special uh, discussion video. So there's a lot going on in the world right now. Um, a lot of turmoil, a lot of people angry. So we're going to talk about the Black Lives Matter movement and how it's affecting America right now. Um, so, Nick, we've been to a lot of protests, or you have. You've been to multiple. I've been to one. I'm about to do one today. Uh, I just wanted to talk about um, what have you seen, like pros and cons, like what are, what are some of the things that you think are great right now for protests? Uh, there's, a, there's a lot of things. Um, first, thanks for having me. Yeah. This You're is welcome. fun. Thank you for coming. Yeah, man. This is cool. Um, uh, I really liked your last podcast about uh, <laughs> the... The last dance review. Oh, thank you. <laughs> yeah. Anyways, <laughs> so I don't know. It's kind of hard to talk about it in terms of pros and cons. Um, I would. I mean, the whole thing is a pro. You know, mm-hmm. they should. We like they should be out there. Everyone right. should be out there, mm-hmm. and regardless of like what actually um, is happening, as far as like what people choose to pick apart about mm-hmm. the protests and like. Uh, dissect the protests and complain about certain things and then praise other certain things i just mm-hmm. feel like it kind of distracts from the whole message itself right like the whole part of the the whole message of the protest is just a reflection of how frustrated and angry and sad these people are right and now subsequently like everyone is finally waking up and mm-hmm. being like okay black people are really struggling out here mm-hmm. and i think it's time that we uh give them some attention right um oh sorry you go ahead no no go ahead i was gonna say uh like the cons that come Mm. up a lot Mm -hmm. you know everyone's first uh i don't want to say everyone but people that are any or are in any way critical Mm. of the protest what they say of course yeah what they say of course is like looting Mm -hmm. and uh rioting right right and like i we can get into that um for sure in more specifics but i feel like just the fact of bringing up that issue when you, like as a response to talking about the protests mm-hmm. and someone says yeah but like the rioting and the protest and the you know breaking windows and shit like i just feel like it's not the right response it's like this isn't what we're talking about right mm-hmm. now like i like i get the concern but that shouldn't be your one of the first two things that you say right. when talking about the black lives matter protest yeah. it just distracts from the point in my opinion and I, i'm i fall victim to that too when i first heard that people were rioting and you know breaking into to stores and shit the first thing that came to my mind was like why but after i digested what's going on i'm like that's probably the only way they can respond in a time like this you know the communities are angry they're tired of talking they just want to break shit and you know have that cathartic moment and just like vent through that way there are some opportunities though like i definitely think some of them doing the the rioting and looting some of them are just joining in they're just like 
oh, let's steal shit. Like, we can, so let's fuck it. But I think those who are actually genuine about their actions, I think, I don't, you know, even though I don't condone it, I definitely understand it, and, you know, I get it. So. Yeah, because I agree that, you know, breaking shit and people's businesses getting broken into Mm -hmm. is not cool. Um, Like, nobody wants just destruction and violence for like destruction and violence for the sake of it you know um and that and what you brought up like with the opportunists is like a real ass thing because like what mostly happens i've from what i've been hearing with the protests is that a a peaceful protest will go on say downtown Mm -hmm. uh whatever city you want to you want to i was gonna get that too but go ahead and often after the protesters clear out is when people move in and that's when they start breaking stuff and right. then looting stuff and right. then they just kind of lump it all together mm-hmm. atop, uh, on top of all the things of like um people saying that they're like undercover and like cops going as antifa you know and really? breaking stuff. i don't know that's i don't want to like put some freaking <laughs> conspiracy theory out there but that doesn't seem too far-fetched yeah, to me. that wouldn't surprise me yeah either. but one real thing that i've heard <laughs> about why some windows are getting smashed or mm-hmm. some store fronts are getting broken is because when cops throw tear gas into groups of people mm-hmm. they don't have anywhere to go oh. so they break a window and they mm-hmm. jump in the store to hide i haven't seen themselves. that but that makes sense like right yeah that makes a lot of sense i was gonna get to uh so i went to the golden gate bridge protest that happened last weekend. Me too. Oh, you yeah, yeah, we both did. There we go. So when you were there, how what was the <clears throat> as far as ethnic uh, participation? What would you say the ratio was as far as black people and I'll just call others so allies, <laughs> allies. Yeah, um, I'd say it very much reflected San Francisco. Okay, <laughs> so I say that too. you know, not many black people, a lot of white people. <laughs> surprisingly yeah. and a smattering of other things a lot of a lot of uh asian people a lot of uh seemingly you know chinese japanese korean um and did you go from right from the jump in the very beginning yeah oh you did yeah, okay like, so when we, when we met like right mm, at the beginning right yeah us too so we start <laughs> you notice that when we started the protest it started off very peaceful you know we just stayed on the the walking side of the bridge right but at some point, I don't know if it was it happened on your side or my side first. So people start to cling, cling on arms and stop traffic. Oh, so, yeah. So that's what I have video of it too. So I'll post that's it in this what video. Happened. Yeah. Um, so they start to ring arms and stop chop traffic. So they let everybody on the street. And at first, I was like, "This is like another riot waiting to happen." Like I could, I can feel the police like starting to move in and start as soon as they started to do it, but. I was surprised to see that everyone participated. Like it was only a, f- a few at first, but then as soon as a couple people started, everyone jumped up, jumped across the bridge to join. And surprisingly, even the people driving through, they were participating too. I thought they would be mad, but they actually got their cars and like you know they joined. I was like, that's what we need right now. You know, that's what I want to see right now. Like I don't want anybody. You can have your opinion, you can have your personal biases, but at this point, I feel like everyone should participate in any way possible, you know? Yeah, yeah, I agree. Um, and, yeah, like, any way possible is mm-hmm. important because mm-hmm. not everybody has to, like, actually be out there protesting right. because 
not everybody has that option mm-hmm. but um especially with covid going on right now yeah but you're not um, gonna see a lot of old people out there no although i did i did too i saw this like really old woman <laughs> who is freaking awesome she with a had, cane yeah with like, a really? cane and a sign on her cane that, that is awesome yeah. that's what i wanted to see yeah um, that's what i'm most impressed by that was well i didn't know that like that that's how it started because i was i guess i was towards the front okay. so i saw by the time i saw everybody coming and i saw mm. I, I had seen the traffic start thinning out and yeah. eventually just stop and i was like oh shit something's coming yeah you know? and then i already see the huge like train of people coming mm-hmm. so i was like oh this is um this is fucking awesome that's awesome right? and uh uh that's cool that you saw it like yeah. actually get started yeah i'm but, gonna post a video on too onto the video yeah so, you should for sure because i want to see that the black square thing that happened a couple days ago what were your thoughts on it i'm glad you asked <laughs> i'll let you go i have many uh Actually, no, I don't have that many. Um, I thought it was a well-intentioned um, phenomenon, mm. and it, you know, it started. It was started by music, in, the music industry, from what was I heard. Oh, yeah. Okay. Sur- oh, really? Yeah. Surprisingly, it was started by. Well, if I'm correct, it was started by Amazon, Spotify, mm. Apple Music, and. Someone else that I'm I'm leaving out, some mm-hmm. and some someone really big, um, maybe Google. I don't know. I don't mm-hmm. think so. But yeah, it was started by them as mm-hmm. just a way of saying like we're not going to do anything today. We're not going to put anything new, else out to right. just like give other people a voice. Mm-hmm. And then it turned into something else a little bit. Um, it turned into a trend, basically. Yeah, but um, on top of that, like it kind of became like a symbol for like being fake it felt like right and i thought that was kind of unfortunate because it like on the i I wrote about this you know Mm -hmm. like i have a blog i'm a blogger promote yourself hell yeah what's good blog (laughs) it's called what's dash good dot blog i'll put it in the description right here please do it's the best freaking blog in the in the whole world um i wrote a little article about like things that we can do to help um, mm-hmm. right now, like some tangible things that everybody can do to help. Um, and I d- briefly discussed the black square and how I think that, yeah, like literally posting just a black square, mm. it's not going to save anybody's life, you know, but that wasn't the intention, you know, it's not meant to, to reduce killings immediately mm-hmm. or end racism. Mm-hmm. It's just, a public acknowledgement of an issue and i think that it's just a symbol and it does actually have a lot of value right like it does suck to see if you know some if you know you you feel like you know somebody and they really don't care at all but then you see them post a black square you're like oh i know you're full of shit yeah i guess like yeah it sucks for us to see that but in the end of the day they're not really hurting anybody Mm. um i do you know understand that a lot of people were um reminding everybody to not use black lives matter hashtag because it's blocking out relevant content so yeah if you're doing that obviously you are you are hurting something but but just like a plain black square it's like it's okay i think that we should just save our energy 
for other people right. for the people that aren't doing the black scare then they're putting up confederate flags right, or right, right. or that are being like way more ignorant right. and aggress or aggressively mm. racist and so we should just save our energy for them because don't worry about the people just posting the black square it's like okay yeah let them do their thing yeah. just ignore them when i saw it at first i didn't understand the purpose of it because obviously it was black lives matter related but i didn't understand it so mm-hmm. i i chose not to do it right away until i understood what the intention mm. was good idea so when you said that it's by uh music corporations there's a conspiracy you know we love conspiracies Ooh. right that whoever love them. did it wanted to to create an algorithm that would block out certain content like you said earlier so by everyone posting a black square they're blacking out the instagram but they're not showing what's happening like even the riots they, they wouldn't they wouldn't post it so we wouldn't know what was going on that day. Mm-hmm. And that was the intention, the, the supposed intention of it. Uh, but what I didn't like, like what you said earlier, when you post these black squares, is that all you're doing? Because I saw people that were doing it right. They were posting it, but they're also putting like a link to donation funds or petitions. They're doing other things besides just posting a black square. But I had I have followers or friends that I've seen, they just, they just post a black square simple black lives matter i'm like you never talked about this before i find it weird that you're posting it now are you doing it just because it's a trend or do you really care about this issue right and i have to ask myself too do i care enough or if i if i'm doing this do i become a part of that that stigma that your instagram is just you know opportunists all over the place so you know i didn't personally do it but Right. Well, I think you should be asking yourself those questions. Mm -hmm. And I think that everybody, a lot of people are. And I think we all should be asking ourselves those questions. Mm -hmm. And, you know, it might be true that your homie is just doing it for the trend. Um, But I think that's a pretty good trend. You know, it's a good, it's a positive trend. It's better that than like, I don't know, eating Tide Pods. Right. And we we all, we, (laughs) and who am I to say who is, who is disingenuous or not, you know? Yeah. No. Well, like my point is that, like, okay, at least they're they're doing it, and mm-hmm. it's goes. I like if they were, if they're really not about it, like, then they're not going to be doing things anyways. Mm-hmm. Because a lot of people are saying like, oh yeah, you know, like if you just post a black square, then you might feel like you're done. And mm-hmm. I'm like, it's not the black square that made them not care and be like, okay, I'm satisfied now. They just mm-hmm. didn't care already, so mm-hmm. they're not going to be the ones that are going to be pushing forward the movement in the first place so i just think that it's like it doesn't they're not the ones that we should be worried worried about essentially you know um yeah (laughs) okay so i want to get into our last topic it's probably going to be the most lengthy one so we're going to talk about the police and how love it yeah we're going to talk about how their involvement with this whole thing um has transpired and how it's not helped how it has barely changed if anything, has gotten worse. So um, I wanted to start the conversation with our relationship with the police. Um, I haven't, I have never been profiled by a police officer personally, but I have been pulled over by one. Uh, like during the college days, you know, we, we would drink, we would have fun. Sometimes I would go on like a little walk and then you would have a police officer. This only happened to me one time. It was a police officer he literally drove by me he asked me what i was doing it was the first time i ever felt nervous 
I was like, I don't know what's going to happen. I don't know if he's going to arrest me because I was in the, it wasn't like a, a dingy neighborhood. It was a pretty upscale neighborhood. We were just at a house party. So in that moment, even though I was slightly drunk, I kind of understood the, the situation. So I didn't panic. I didn't overreact. I just kind of cooperated with the police officer at the time. And, you know, he just told me to go about my day. But when I think about that moment, if I was black, I wonder how I would have ended up. Would he have arrested me? Would he, would have he took the extra, extra effort to detain me for no reason? And it scares me because I am of dark complexion. I'm not like, I'm not like, you know, I'm not very fair skinned. I do have some color to me. So to an ignorant person's eyes, I am threatening threatening you know they don't know what the fuck i, I could mm-hmm. be because I, I don't even look filipino if you look at me i look indian sometimes i could be mexican sometimes to certain people so I'm, I'm like racially ambiguous but i am dark so i always recognize the black community for being unfortunately they're the martyrs of the people of color and every time i see these posts of a person a black person dying for no fucking reason I'm I'm super appreciative that they're strong enough to even move forward from things like that because we didn't we don't have to experience that in our time. Mm-hmm. So that's why I think it's really important for us to to really just to go back to what we were saying earlier. We should help them out as much as possible because if they didn't exist, guess who would be next in line in the racism train? You know, it would be the Latin people, it would be the Asian people, it would be the the Muslim people. So. You know, just join them. But anyway, going off topic. So you have, you know police officers, correct? Yeah. Okay. Do you have family members? Yes. And you also have friends? Yes. I only have friends. Mm. So you posted a couple, you posted something a couple of days ago. You want to talk about that? Um. Yeah. If uh, you feel comfortable. Of course. I yeah. feel very comfortable. This is a great chair. <laughs> um, really strange your back, huh? So... What specifically? So you're saying that certain family members of yours um, are police officers and they don't necessarily agree with certain topics or agendas, I guess. Is that um, what it was? It, yeah, that's an understatement. Okay. They're, um, so I have some family members that... Are right wing? You yeah, definitely. Okay, okay. And um, then they are very like-minded. Mm-hmm. I have an aunt and an uncle. Okay. Very like-minded. Um, and then I have friends mm-hmm. who are also very like-minded. They're uh, SFPD. Okay. My aunt and uncle, they're CHP officers. Mm-hmm. Um, actually, my uncle's retired. Um, my aunt is a current CHP officer. Mm-hmm. Uh, so my friends are, you know, same age as me. Mm-hmm. And as far as I know, they're really progressive and they're really aware of like everything and, and really down for the whole cause. Okay, um, that's good. And my friend. Uh, my friend Rudy, he does a really good job, actually, of mm. like standing up for the the movement and even going so far as to um, critique his own coworkers. Or from what he tells me, oh, that's good. that he he calls them out on uh-huh. the, on uh, on their shit, which is like Very which is brave. good, which is like what mm. you want, right, mm-hmm. from a police officer, or I guess at the least. Um, so. The other ones, it's been really challenging. Mm. This has been a very challenging time, but has this been an ongoing thing with you? Yes. Okay. Ever since, well, ever since I'd say the Michael Brown killing, right? Um, okay. 
And I'd say that's when it started. Um, well, that's kind of when it reached mainstream attention. Mm-hmm. And in my family, it became a conversation. I think also because I just became old enough finally to to comprehend what's going on. Yeah, and yeah. to be included in these conversations. Okay. Yeah. So it's been it's been a struggle since then, but now after like we've just hit such a point that um, it's kind of like if you're not gonna come around by now then mm. i don't know what else to do yeah you know? it, go, it goes with the old saying you can't teach a dog new tricks basically yeah unfortunately um so do you, these uh family members of yours who are police officers are they're older yeah okay yeah like 30s 40s maybe um, around that age 40s 50s okay so they're before our millennial era or yes. generation right mm-hmm. okay so the thing with the police officers now uh my friend specifically, I have a very close friend who's going to remain nameless. Um, he's he just became a police officer recently, and I just texted him the other day just to say like, "How you doing? How you holding up?" He seems pretty unfazed by it, from what he said. You know, very one word answers, but I'm pretty sure he's stressed out. Um, I also have a lot of classmates from a long time ago who I just found out are police officers. So the the one coincidence is that they're not. None of them are white. They're all uh, ethnic. I'll say that. So it really goes into my head, like, how are you guys feeling right now when you're doing these, like, control groups for protests and stuff like that? Like, how how are you guys feeling internally? Like, do you guys feel okay with it? Do you feel like you betrayed people in a certain way? It's like, I want to have a conversation with them at some point later on when all this is settled down, but I just really want to know, like, what can a police officer do that would seem genuine to to make it feel like, okay, they're doing their jobs correctly? Uh, what would you want to see, personally? Do you mean as far as in response to the protests or just Moving forward. as gener- in yeah, general? In general. Oh, what an individual police officer can do? Yeah, or even just the police, like, department. You know? Oh, well, as a police department, what we should be moving towards is defunding them. Okay. As we've been hearing that a lot. A lot. Defunding the police. I think mm-hmm. that is what has to happen. Um, do, you, I, do you think they're being overpaid? Uh, yes. Mm-hmm. Yes, they are. Mm-hmm. Um, I heard, I didn't hear, I read that um, the budget for LAPD, it was yeah. just decreased mm-hmm. by like 100 150 million dollars or something like that Mm. by their their mayor Uh eric garcetti and that sounds really great Mm -hmm. until you hear that their entire budget is over three billion dollars billion billion yeah and then uh, not too long after that i see a freaking meme with uh an lapd police car that's a tesla you know fuck damn and then mm -hmm. and then you think about i mean i know it's dumb to go off of memes but that's mm-hmm. a real picture um and even if, if not it's still it's still reflecting of the real nature of things mm-hmm. and then you also see pictures of medical professionals wearing garbage bags mm-hmm. as a, as a smock you know and having like a plastic bag as a or a bandana as a mask mm-hmm. you know and it's clear that these areas are being under underfunded as far as like health goes and 
not to mention education. Right, right. You know, we both, you and I worked for the YMCA mm -hmm. and worked for many schools. and For underserved youth. Yeah. yeah. And you, you, we can just see just like with your own eyes. Like it's not like, you know, they're struggling, but they need a lot more resources. Yeah. And just the fact that they had us out there, honestly, with like so mm -hmm. many children and so understaffed with not enough resources, like not a, like a gym to play in, finding a gym to play in, yeah. you know, it's like a pain in the ass. Not even fully qualified with me yet. We were young at that time. Yeah. So, yeah, exactly. And they just put us in charge of like teaching all these children, um, mm -hmm. all these things. But anyways, um, I digress. The point is that, yeah, the, the police departments do get way too much money. The uh, militarization of police has been happening consistently for decades it seems Since like this inception basically yeah they were exactly. designed to be the control the control like basically a military to to detain people of color that was, that was their original intent right they weren't they weren't created to serve and protect originally it was really just to to capture slaves basically mm -hmm. back centuries ago yeah, yeah that's exactly what happened yeah and it's kind of a reflection now. They're still doing. They're still detaining the wrong people, mm -hmm. wrongfully. No, no, like. There's no conductive reasoning when it comes to police officers nowadays because they just react. They're so emotional, and it's like, what kind of training are you guys getting when you're when you're becoming officers? But here, here's my hot take on this. So, when we were at the protests, they were saying defund the police. That was one of the chants. But another one was fuck all the police. Mm -hmm. Okay. In my head, that's not the right approach because, honestly, despite all the bullshit, police officers or the police department are needed because if they weren't in existence, it would be the Wild West out here. People, there would be no, everybody would have a fucking gun just shooting people. So their their existence alone is to inflict fear for actual criminals to double, you know, rethink their their ways of life basically so without them there would be way more criminals in the streets like actual criminals but the thing is i know the starting salary for a police officer in the, the united or in sf specifically with no education is 85k and in my head that's a lot of money but in the grand scheme of things 85k is hardly worth risking a life especially when you know there's people in tech companies getting way more paid than that. Mm -hmm. So I have this little dichotomy of like, okay, is that overpaid? Is that, is that justifiable? What is the, what is the, the cost, the appropriate cost of a police officer? Like what is the salary to you? Like what, what's fair? Um, or is it the, is it a grand scheme? Like an economical thing? Um, well, I'll answer that question for sure. But you brought up a lot of things that were all, really interesting um that i want to talk about but to answer that question specifically i mm -hmm. think it depends on the county you know because mm -hmm. like the cost of living in san francisco is obviously a lot different than right. it is like anywhere else mm -hmm. so should they be getting paid a little more here like mm -hmm. yes um i think eighty-five thousand for a police officer is okay mm -hmm. is like that's appropriate but it it would be nice if other uh, professions were also getting that right. standard, you know, right. like um, specifically teachers. They're really yeah. underpaid. Yeah. Okay, yeah. So that's the hardest job. Yeah, it sounds like yeah, eighty five thousand. Yeah, that sounds fine. But 
in context of who else is getting eighty five thousand, mm-hmm. you know, of course, uh, it sucks. It's like, yeah. why are they getting so much? Yeah. Um, and on top of that, uh, I was going to say that police officers, they are paid a lot because yes, they are asked to do a lot. Mm-hmm. They have like they literally have impossible jobs because they have to do a bunch of stuff that they are not qualified to do mm-hmm. and um they haven't been trained simultaneously enough. like yeah. they have to handle not okay they do have to handle crime in the most basic sense they handle mm-hmm. have to have to handle criminals mm-hmm. and like doing all those things arresting people and, and shooting people mm-hmm. and then now we have to ask them to handle our um situation on homelessness mm-hmm. in big cities we have to ask them to handle mental health um instances mm-hmm. and write traffic tickets and also you know like settle domestic abuse you know uh thing um cases so it's just a lot to ask of one person and they get like one year training that's like primarily focused on athletic ability Mm -hmm. and physical ability Mm -hmm. and then now they're being asked to de-escalate uh, situation you know mm-hmm. between an abusive spouse and their partner right. and that's been going on for probably like decades mm-hmm. before this officer ever entered this building right. and now it's their job with a gun in their hand mm-hmm. to de-escalate this fight and they probably only were trained about it at some like one two week seminar where some person came in and taught them a de-escalation technique on like a PowerPoint presentation. You They're know, probably even watching just a basic video sometimes. Too. Yeah, <laughs> yeah. Honestly, how to de-escalate <laughs> an abusive situ- domestic situation? Step one. Yeah, <laughs> like, and on top of that, you know, like we they are most likely. This is a broad statement, but mm-hmm. a lot of police officers are traumatized themselves. Yep. They are attracted to that position of power mm-hmm. because they felt powerless most of their life. Yep. And it obviously, you know, I'm not speaking for every police officer, which mm-hmm. brings me back to like the fuck all the police, like mm-hmm. all cops are bastards. Mm-hmm. It's like, it's a, it's a very general statement, but it, it, it is, it's very, it's not accurate, but <laughs> yeah. the one chant I did like was, no justice, no peace, no racist police. Yeah. That I can agree one hundred percent. No racist ass police. Yeah. I love that shit. Yeah. That that I can agree with because when it comes to officers, like what you said, the trainings they get, the people that actually put themselves out there, they're all different. You know, mm-hmm. some of them have PTSD from other things. But the one thing with the whole Black Lives Matter movement is what the training when it comes to handling black kids and everybody basically it's like i feel like i don't know personally but i feel like they have a separate training specifically for the black community based on what i'm seeing because they always handle things more extreme than the the regular person a white person and when it comes to using their firearms like i don't understand like there's there's a couple things they can do just to improve things like don't take out the firearm take out a taser Instead, you know, why do you have to have a deadly weapon at all times when dealing with a person of color? And another thing is like the way George Floyd died. It's like, why does he need to be on the ground like that? Why can't he just be simply on standing up with handcuffs behind his head? Like, what the hell was he doing? I don't, I don't know the full context. I haven't seen the video personally. I refuse to because I don't want to see a person die on camera. But like, why, why does that always have to be on the ground? You know? 
Because a lot of these these cases in the past, they're not even resisting. Mm-hmm. You see Oscar Grant years ago, he's not doing shit. He's on the ground helpless. So why why do you even have to apply so much pressure for a long period of time? So I guess the question I'm asking is like, what kind of training do they need? What what kind of training do you think they should have? Um, should they start up here first? Education? I think that they need a whole reform. Like the whole entire oh, yeah. structure of policing mm-hmm. needs to be um, revamped, right. to say the least. Right. It, it should be taken down. Um, it's already happening in Minneapolis. Mm-hmm. Um, they're already taking steps to getting rid of the police, which is freaking crazy. You know, I think like, that's necessary. Crazy yes. in a good way. Like, I'm so surprised that it's happening like that. It's mm-hmm. amazing. So how that plays out will be so crucial as to how the rest of the country is going to play right. out. Um, it might not be great at first, but we'll see. I, mm. It's going to be incremental, I'm sure. Because, yeah, so this brings me back to what you were talking about earlier about um, how police, you know, we can't just get rid of the police because, you know, they they need to stop criminals mm. and stuff. Mm. Um, I wanted to say that, um, yes, like, obviously we need we need some form of protection. It's When people say defund the police, uh, they're not saying literally, like, get rid of all policemen, fire them right now. Mm-hmm. It's like a gradual deconstruction and then building it up again to something mm-hmm. that is really sustainable and has the people's interests at heart. Um, when you were talking about, like, weapons, like, uh, switching from a pistol to, like, a taser, mm-hmm. like, I think that it... Yeah, I understand, like, that idea. Um, I just don't think that um, the weapon of choice is the issue. It's mostly, like, the racist person that wants to hurt the person in the first place, you know? So, like, the when we talk about the... Like, like, I even heard some people, some politicians talking about, like, shooting in the leg instead of shooting at the heart. That's that's common sense, yeah. (laughs) Yeah. If you don't want to kill someone, shoot them in the leg. Yeah, well, yeah. the, the thing, no, what I was going to say is that we shouldn't even be talking about that. We should just, like, not, they shouldn't have guns in the first place, but. You, think, you don't think? Yeah, I don't think, so. I mean. There are certain they situations sh- they, where they, yes. they, they do. In the current, con- like, context and climate of this country, mm-hmm. like, and how everybody in the street has guns, like, yeah, I guess they they could have a gun, but <laughs> they just, they just, I don't see why, like, principally, I don't believe that police should have a lethal weapon on them at all times um mm. if somebody is pull- like i don't know well we that, that's getting a little uh, well, what do you mean by point. what do you mean by lethal do you mean the, like do gun. batons count that's a, a gun is, uh, but baton is okay i'm just going by like what they do in like london because the okay. London police they never have guns right, they right, have, right. Uh, batons mm-hmm. and i i understand like u.s is different than london yeah than than uh england and mm-hmm. so um yeah that's not my point. My point was going back to things that you said, like all cops are bastards. Mm-hmm. They're not all bastards. Like we know that, like yeah. we know some good ones. Okay. Mm-hmm. But the institution of policing as a change. whole sucks. It and when people change. say, fuck the police, when they say all cops are bastards, mm-hmm. they're saying it from a place of frustration and deep anger right. at the entire institution of policing. Right. So, like, I don't want to say it. Like, I feel like I agree. I agree with you. I feel you. Like, I don't want to say I don't feel comfortable saying it because, yeah. like, I have, like, a personal friend that 
I really like and I think he's doing a great job. Mm-hmm. So it's hard for me same to here. say that, but I'm not going to tell someone else not to say it at the same time because you got to, you know, we understand where they're coming from. Mm-hmm. And um, they, they don't even, I don't even, I think a lot of them do, but not everybody thinks about it in a literal way because they mm-hmm. probably know some kind of police officer too, you know, somewhere yeah. that was not a bastard yeah. <laughs> to them. Yeah. And, uh, yeah. So my point is that, yeah, I'm just not going to say that, but I'm also, I don't really have a, a real problem with it. Mm-hmm. Like I'm not going to stop somebody else from saying that. Have you ever been stopped by a cop for anything? Yeah. Many times mm-hmm. I've been like, I've been, I've had a lot of interactions with the police, which is really funny. Uh-huh. Um, for it's, well, I can say it's funny because everything has turned out fine for me. Okay. Like yeah. I've had plenty of pleasant interactions and gotten off really luckily me too. many times. And I, I've gone out of a speeding ticket one time yeah, just for I'm being sure. nice. That's the thing. Just for batting your eyelids yeah, a little bit. a little bit. Just like have a nice tone when you talk to them. They might let you let you off a little easier. Mm-hmm. You know? Unbutton a couple of buttons. <laughs> Show my ass a little bit. <laughs> now, um, also the fact, you know, that I, uh, I'm an Asian guy and I drive a Prius. Right. That, that helps. Nothing more. <laughs> <laughs> that just screams non-lethal, you know? <laughs> trustworthy yes and you have a lift sticker too so yeah exactly so that's crazy i'm not what comes to mind yeah when uh cops think of threat or danger yeah although i am dangerous so just to end off the police segment um what do you think needs or yeah how do you think how do you think things should change okay um there are a lot of things um, I've learned a lot about it recently because I've been looking into it and also talking to a lot of smart people. Um, and I have a good friend that's a lawyer who graduated mm-hmm. from Georgetown recently and he's been telling me about all these cool things. So number one, when we talk about defunding the police and abolishing the police, it's not what it sounds like. Don't take it at face value. Mm-hmm. Those are just phrases that, that, um, kind of, kind of mischaracterize like what the actual ideas are yeah it's a general blanket statement you know yeah um i think that by defunding it means like taking money out literally defunding them Mm -hmm. putting it into things such as housing education health care um just good social programs and by doing that it will alleviate the crime in the first place Mm -hmm. you know by giving money uh, to the correct areas in society, then the crime won't have to happen. You know, I mm-hmm. think a big misconception about people that really are all gung ho about the police is that they think that there is just good guys and bad guys. Mm-hmm. And like, there's always going to be bad guys and that we have to have people there to shoot them. Otherwise the bad guys are going to shoot us. Right. And that's more or less how a lot of people think I mm-hmm. feel. So I understand that there's always going to be crime and there are going to be people out there that have really bad intentions, but right. doing these things, um, will, I, I don't just think I'm pretty freaking sure will reduce crime in the first place. Mm-hmm. Housing, education, healthcare, providing better jobs and opportunities for, uh, black and Latin people, just people of people of color oh yeah and i learned a good term b-i-p-o-c black indigenous person of color ah, so it, okay. it, it means all people of color but mm-hmm. it puts black people and indigenous people separately mm-hmm. because they experience it differently yeah, right, like right. everything that we're just talking about you mean the colonization right 
Um, yeah, and just racism in, in general. Yeah, okay. colonization, yeah, race, okay. racism in general today. You know, black people and indigenous people have mm-hmm. been treated severely worse mm-hmm. than other people of color. Right. You know, in this country, especially. Yeah. Yes, okay. in this country and around the world. But, you know, indigenous means here. Right. So anyways, um, <clears throat> so if we start investing money in those things mm-hmm. for those neighborhoods, just giving them better quality of life, there will be less crime. Yeah. No doubt. So yeah. then you won't need such an expansive police force. Right. You won't need all these things that we fear. Uh, it reminds me of uh, Batman in the Dark Knight. Yes. They say it themselves. He's like, My favorite. what about like, you know, once once the police comes out with uh, tanks mm-hmm. and riot shields, the mob, the mafia is going to come back with like armor piercing bullets. Did you ever say that? Or was... That's what the police commissioner Gordon, Gordon said. said okay. And he's talking That's about just like escalation that, that essentially you're never just going to outpower the the bad Mm -hmm. you know you're not just gonna like okay i'm gonna get the biggest guns possible Mm -hmm. in the biggest tanks so i just have more power than the bad guys and we're just gonna overpower them Mm -hmm. and that's not how it works so we need to divest divest funds from the police into those kind of things um and completely reoperate how um training works and what right. the expectations are of a police officer mm-hmm. because the way that it's forming uh it's formed now attracts a certain type of person mm-hmm. or not even a certain type of person but it just leads people in with a certain intention a certain mentality mm-hmm. so if you put all the stress on combat training and shooting and being strong and physically fit mm-hmm. then it makes you think that this is what my job is right. it's to be strong it's That's to be point beating people up or like having to fight at all times mm-hmm. okay and if we break it down and make it about being rational in a heated moment mm-hmm. if we make it about understanding you know where people are coming from and their unique positions mm-hmm. then you can understand why this person is there like if you understand why this person that is seemingly homeless and is yelling and screaming and like being hella violent if you if you teach these people like the police officers Mm -hmm. the context so how this person probably got here you know their mental illness and how they've been uh probably cast aside by Mm -hmm. society Mm -hmm. you can have a little empathy for them start Mm -hmm. seeing them as a human being Mm -hmm. and instead of just pulling out the gun or the baton or the taser first Mm -hmm. to handle this mental health issue then we can handle it in different ways because mm-hmm. they'll have a different, whole different approach. Right. So you really, I think that most police forces they need to just let everyone go and then rehire them. That's like a, that would you be, know, yeah, that would be a process, but that would be the best solution for gradually, sure. gradually. The training should definitely focus more on assessing situations and definitely more empat, empathetic. Some type of training revolving around like your views on social community and you know certain races and how they differ from each other not in the racist way as in they're criminals but their lifestyles and what to expect like the way you see the way i see the police force in certain states not ours but like the racist countries mm-hmm. it feels like they just they they think every black person is a criminal racist states right yeah like the confederate states like oh, okay. kentucky like alabama yeah all those motherfucking states i hate yeah, See, you said racist countries sorry sorry <laughs> racist states racist states the way the police operate there 100 percent is different the way 
police operate anywhere, but especially SFPD. I think SFPD, for the most part, has been pretty clean as far as racial uh, killings. So, I actually just found out about that. Uh-huh. So, SFPD is... Well, it's not bad, like, optically. Like, when yeah. you just look at it in, in the, the service, grand scheme, yeah. I never, we don't hear too much about that, right? Uh-huh. Like, I don't hear about people being shot by the police. But that doesn't mean it's not happening, of yeah. course. Um, so, I was thinking that... SFPD, you know, is one of the better ones. Mm-hmm. But then I checked out this um, this website called PoliceScorecard.org. Mm-hmm. Um, they rate police departments with like a letter grade. And what's the credentials or what's the criteria? Yeah, the criteria. They um, they show you everything. Mm-hmm. I don't know off the top of my head exactly everything, but one of them is like how often black people are, are pulled over out of all the people that are like you uh, know, detained it's like okay. what is their race so they did they found that in in sf you're 19 times more likely to get pulled over if you're black yeah. and you're right. four t- like about four times more likely to get pulled over if you're latino uh-huh. or yeah um and sfpd got an f uh, mm. f grade and so did oakland um san mateo got b minus though yeah <laughs> but uh <laughs> Yeah, well, SFPD yeah. had a, had an F, and that's because of the demographic, though. Yeah, yeah, and oh, you mean of San Mateo? Yeah, versus San Francisco, uh-huh. possibly, especially yeah. Oakland too. Uh-huh. Um, so, yeah, exactly. So, um, apparently, in 2018, the end of 2018, there mm-hmm. was somebody that was uh, unarmed, a black man that was unarmed and shot downtown, and he got shot like. They found like seventeen bullets in him, mm. and it's like, what the? That is, see those. Aside from just the fact that they're getting killed, mm-hmm. and just how they're getting killed right. too, is like, it's just ridiculous. Again, like I said, the way they assess situations, mm-hmm. it's like it's completely, it's over the top all the time. It's mm-hmm. like it's either shoot or be killed, mm-hmm. and I hate that. It's like they don't know how to 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 think things through before they make a decision. Like that's the kind of training they need. They need yep. to emphasize that more. Yeah. Yeah, 100%. It's it's basically shoot first, ask questions later. Exactly. So That needs to change. It's just a, everything needs to go. It needs to be started over. Mm-hmm. Um, I like the idea of fire or furloughing and rehiring. That's that's the that's a great solution. It's not going to solve everything. Yeah, yeah, but they have to change the program overall, too, mm-hmm. before they do that. So Yeah, um, and it's it's it's... I don't know how that's going to look, you know, mm. it's a crazy process. I don't know what, what it means to, to break down a police department and build it back up again. Yeah. I have no idea what that looks like, but that's a good I, place to start for I, sure. I do know some tangible things, um, that I think could be a really big help. Um, another great idea I heard, you know, was, uh, about just having police police their own neighborhoods. Mm. Um, Yes. A dish. Oh, sorry. Before I even get to that, I think that police they should have more specific roles. There should be more types of police officers instead of one officer that does everything. Mm. Like there are already traffic cops, right? Mm-hmm. They kind of have a separate role, but they still have a gun on them. Yeah. Like, I don't really know why a traffic cop would need a gun on them. I I, right, I get right. like they're like every time you pull someone over, you walk up to the the window of the car, mm-hmm. you don't you don't know if they have a gun on them. Yeah. So they're scared. They're already scared right away that they're about to be shot. Um I would like to know the statistics. How often are police shot on 
so when they're pulled over. My friend actually told me so the <laughs> so the likelihood of a police officer like a regular one using their gun in their whole career is probably around four percent. Okay. Okay. So mm-hmm. that's that percentage is extremely low already. Mm-hmm. So that just proves they don't even need their guns ninety percent of the time. Ninety six percent of the time. Ninety six percent of the time. <laughs> so there you go that's right crazy. there. But also shots fired and shots hitting too. So a lot of these officers they have strong weapons. Like they don't need like a fucking desert eagle. You know mm-hmm. what I mean? They don't they don't need like the strongest weapon ever. They just need a basic like six shooter or something like that because what you said someone got shot 17 times mm-hmm. that should never happen mm-hmm. it only takes a couple of shots to bring someone down mm-hmm. you know what i mean so that whoever shot that person was murdered yes blatantly mm-hmm. explicitly murdered that person mm-hmm. over excessive shots so yeah 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 i like that you made that distinction too with mm-hmm. murder because on the news i see way too often shot. from from CNN and Fox and all mm-hmm. the other things, all the other ones out there, even like, you know, I don't know, whatever. They say killed over George or, you know, protests over George Floyd's death, mm-hmm. over the killing of sugar George Floyd, instead of much, saying yeah. murder, because that's what it was. If it was done by anybody else, it's a murder. Mm-hmm. You know, when like Jeffrey Dahmer was killing people, mm-hmm. they don't say, oh, the death of this person at right. the hands of Jer- Jeffrey Dahmer. You no, know, they were murdered. Mm-hmm. By- Especially Ahmad Arbery. That is a straight up murder. Oh yeah, that, that was, was relentless. A, that murder. was a lynching. Exactly. That was a modern was a day lynching. lynching. Did you know that lynching is not a federal crime right now? It's not. Yeah, you knew that already. Mm-hmm. Isn't that crazy? And that well, I, I, that's a different discussion for another day. But yeah. the whole Constitution should be rewritten as well. <laughs> There's a lot of things there that are not up to date, to say the least. Yeah. But yeah. Um Yeah, so police your own neighborhoods would be a great start. Um revamping training, divesting from the police, investing in other social things. Mm-hmm. Um but the, the policing your own neighborhood is kind of tricky because sometimes people go to other counties because yeah. their county doesn't pay that well. Yeah. You know, so you just got to go to where the money's at like that everybody can understand that. Right. And you so, still have to assess your own racism too. You can you can live in a all black neighborhood and still be a racist white person living in that yes, neighborhood. Yes. So very true. Good yeah. freaking point. So, I understand like policing your own neighborhood isn't that simple, but I think that should be the idea. Mm-hmm. You know, maybe you know you have to have a standard a livable wage for all police departments now so that yeah. they don't have to go to another um another mm-hmm. county yeah they afford. definitely do not need all of these heavy firearms so we can yes. definitely defund the the weaponry the armory yes departments uh-huh. for sure the r&d departments too apparently they get all the surplus military equipment yes. there's like a they don't need that shit. yeah there's like a law or statute uh-huh. that says that the police departments are allowed to get all surplus military right. equipment, which is ridiculous. Because then they get these things that are like, oh, yeah. Like I said, the police, <laughs> they were designed to be a militarized yep. uh, control group back then. So it's, that hasn't changed. Exactly. So Exactly. Has mm-hmm. not changed, which is why it, sh- it shouldn't be about minor reforms mm-hmm. of the police and how the police work. It should right. just be. Phew, because why would you want to reform mm-hmm. a racist oppressive tool what's the point of reforming that you know like i've been saying lately it's like you don't ask the nazis to reform (laughs) you know you just like (laughs) gotta get rid of them and start because something new i mean i understand they're not 
Nazis. That's a huge ass comparison, but like for all intents and purposes, they're like kind of the same. Thing. Exactly, it's the same shit. To a very specific group yeah. of people. So, as far as reform is concerned, how can, how do you think we should move forward? How can we proceed to help the cause? Okay, so one thing that you mentioned earlier, um, how it's like really hard to watch those videos right now. Mm-hmm. It is super super hard. Uh, but we have to do it. I think, you know, like you don't have to like watch it over and over again, especially because it's it's replayed in front of you all the time. But I think that we have to at least watch it. We have to see what actually happened. We have to watch it, but okay. I'll go through this real quick. So the whole social media aspect of it, with the whole showcasing the, the video online, letting it rotate. I don't think everyone should be just using that as a tool to to promote like shock value. There's a lot of people that just repost it without even like saying anything. They mm-hmm. just say oh, like, "Oh, look at this! This shit is crazy!" Mm-hmm. Like, yeah. let the right people do it. Spread it your own way, but let the right people promote it the way mm-hmm. it should be promoted. So, like Sean King, you know Sean King is right mm-hmm. on Instagram. He's like. He should be the only person doing this. He's been getting a lot. I know he's been getting a, shit lately, a lot of shit lately. Keep that in yeah, mind. <laughs> what I'm saying is the people yeah. that care, maybe you guys should be handling this, not everyone else. I, I see what you're saying. It's just like you need to have some kind of intention behind it yes. before just like cir- circulating it just because it's so sensational. Yeah, It becomes um, another trend again. Yeah, That's not the type of trend I want to help promote. You know. Mm. Well, I, what I was saying was like it's – really terrible to see that obviously um but you know these people black people and people brown people Mm -hmm. of color they've been living this their whole lives and they've seen this too many times so um i think the least uh, i don't want to say that i don't want to like pressure everyone saying like you have to watch these people being murdered but Mm -hmm. i think that it's important we should keep that in mind yeah Yeah. that it's important to see it because we need to understand what is really happening because like we have our imagination how we think you know it Mm -hmm. looks and how what we hear of what happened but when you see it for yourself it really hits you in another another type of way and then maybe that is what it'll take to really like get it clicked in your head that like okay this is a real thing this isn't just um, Mm -hmm. some the new current hot topic you know that's like circulating on my timeline this is the thing that's happening right now so i think that that's a good way Mm -hmm. that's a good start like for all of us to just really tune in and it's hard because i get it it's freaking hard but we have to give these give this attention mm-hmm. um and Understood. yeah um secondly there's uh there's some really good things happening in pol- uh government surprisingly mm-hmm. like there's a, a lot of momentum to end this thing called qualified immunity have you ever heard about that i think i might have but just to refresh my memory a little it's bit. been talked about a lot lately um qualified immunity is just this law that basically allows police to get off like scot-free oh, okay, from, okay. Uh, so they should be prosecuted every time. yeah okay. it, it it prevents them from being sued and or being held liable for their actions when they violate constitutional rights uh, and this goes for all government officials okay so police are included in that and it's basically saying like that they have to have been breaking a clearly established law mm. and they had to have known that it was um established before beforehand before this event happened when they most likely killed somebody or violated someone's rights and mostly what that ends up looking like is is um it's not clearly established until it's happened already Mm -hmm. so if some if a cop 
you know, kills, shoots a, shoots a person because they were holding a, a BB gun, mm. like Tamir Rice, um, but they didn't know, or they thought, you know, they claimed that they thought it was a real gun and they kill him. Mm-hmm. They can say like, oh, it, it wasn't clearly, we don't have a law about this, like where the person has a gun-like thing or right. you think it's a gun so he was just doing what or he or she was just doing what they thought was best mm-hmm. so they just let him go because there's this very vague language written in that allows them to get away with all this shit Got it. so there's a lot of momentum right now to end that end that and it was even I'm all for it even getting um there's a bill being passed right now it's called like the end qualified immunity act or something like that okay. and um it's being pushed pushed forward by this congressman named Justin Amash, mm-hmm. and I think supported by this other woman named Ayanna Presley. But um, he's like a libertarian guy, which really? is pretty funny. Yeah. Mm-hmm. So, but there, it's apparently getting like some kind of bipartisan support, which is good to see. But ultimately, it doesn't really matter because <laughs> Donald Trump would veto it if Obviously. it got past the 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 House and then the Senate. It mm-hmm. would then get vetoed by Donald Trump. Mm-hmm. So. It's like, I, I, I guess, like, this issue is not going to be passed, but I think it's good to talk about it and have everybody know right. and then keep pushing it forward because hopefully he's not going to be here. In the next this, couple months, yeah. hopefully. So the next one could uh, yeah. push this through. Um, uh, really, really quickly, there's another one. There's another bill being put forward called H.R. 40. And HR 40 is... I have heard that one. Oh, really? I think so. You know where I heard about that? It was from Ben and Jerry's. Oh, really? Yeah, they yeah. like... Because they created an ice cream like flavor too, right? So uh, uh, they did. Oh, they donated, sorry. I'm but sorry. they put out a statement on their website that uh-huh. I thought was like really well written. But um, they mentioned this, mm-hmm. HR 40. It's this um, motion to create a commission to study the effects of slavery and discrimination since 1619. So Perfect it will yeah they'll finally conduct a formal study saying mm-hmm. what the effects of tra- the traumatic effects of slavery have had on people to this day For and discrimination years, right? yes mm-hmm. so that would be great i think that needs support like right now right. hr 40 um and how do we do this you might say how can i show my support well, I found this really cool thing called ResistBot that apparently has been out for a long time. Mm-hmm. Um, y'all should look it up. I, it's really easy. You just text text the number. It's like one of those five-digit numbers, and then they give you all kinds of options for supporting bills, mm-hmm. for signing petitions, donating, looking into protests in your area, mm-hmm. just everything you'd want. Um, you just text them, and they text you back, and then... You could even run for office from the freaking thing. It's crazy. Right. But it doesn't work that well because if it's really overloaded, mm-hmm. if like they're getting a lot of texts, then you can't do anything. They're like, oh, just wait a minute. It's, this is being overloaded right now. Um, so, yeah, then I want to go into what I was going to say next. But were you going to say something No, else? go ahead. Okay. So after all my social justice warrior warrioring over the last like week couple weeks Mm -hmm. like i've just been on social media a lot trying to figure out like some activist shit that i can do you know Uh it's like okay what could i freaking do i don't know what to do yeah i want to do something but like protesting is great but it just doesn't feel like enough you know like i'm signing the petitions when they when they come across Uh you know my instagram but all you do is like slap swipe up which is awesome that's about as much Um, as what i've been doing yeah i have been donating um to some other things but 
you know, it's just like, it just doesn't feel like satisfying, you know? Uh, so like, what the hell can you do? Um, I was realizing that all the social media suck like for, well, they do suck on their own. Mm -hmm. Like Facebook is, Oh God, I fucking hate Facebook. And then Instagram (laughs) is its own thing. Instagram's all right for like what it's intended for, but it's not good for spreading important information. It's not good for organizing. It's not good for social justice at all. It's just actually really um, ironic to do anything social justice related on Mm -hmm. a platform owned by Mark Zuckerberg. Exactly. Because he's... On any platform, honestly. You got to recognize that when you're using things like Instagram, that company is benefiting off of you promoting anything. Very much so. So, Yeah. And while simultaneously doing things to fuck shit up for everybody. Because like Facebook is just doing all kinds of stuff. Have you seen The Great Hack? I have used Facebook in a while, so. Or have you seen the the movie The Great Hack? No. It's on Netflix. You should check it out. Okay. They just talk about how deep Facebook fuckery goes really? in the world. I watch Social Network. They Does do. that have any indication? Oh, yeah. I love the Social Network. Okay. It's a great movie. Oh, it goes way deeper than okay. that because that's how it was formed. You know, it shows like everything they've done since then, uh-huh. how they've basically manipulated entire countries into electing their person of choice. I'm and like they destabilize countries. Like it's crazy. Um, <laughs> Anyways, we can have we can talk about that in another, yeah, okay. another episode. That's the topic for yeah. another discussion. So that brings me to my point that like we're we're left using Instagram, Facebook, mm. Twitter, and like TikTok for spreading social justice, but mm. we need uh, something else. So I was like, there should be a social media. There should be a social justice social media. And my cousin, his name is Mark Kenishida. He's a he's like twenty three. He's an app developer right now. He taught a class at CSUMB. He told me that. Yeah, right. while he was in school. He had not graduated yet, and he was teaching a course in coding because he knew a language that nobody else knew, so he taught the freaking class. Mm-hmm. He's like, we can make that happen. I was like, yes, tell me more. <laughs> and he was just... He just started going off. He's like, okay, like we can make this happen. I can do this, 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 this. this. We can do all these things. Uh, we, and um, to to basically address all of the faults that are in our current current social media, like mm-hmm. we don't have we don't have anything that you can trust. First, you know, there's yeah. no platforms that you can really trust. It's filled with a bunch of other shit that's like not relevant. Mm-hmm. A, whole, a whole bunch of baloney that we don't care about that just clogs up, you know, yeah. communication. Um, we don't have public spaces where people can all contribute and talk at once, like a Reddit style thread where a bunch of people can talk, right. but more uh, collaborative, more community based. So like uh, somebody can talk and then somebody can respond and then somebody else and see what everybody said, like a, like a digital bulletin board kind of thing, mm-hmm. I think is what is needed. Uh, a consolidation of all the information um donation links organizations volunteer links um information on court cases mm-hmm. um having um like a reliable source of information like verified news mm-hmm. articles mark was saying that you can create code that can decipher how trustworthy an article is really yeah it can he can create like a truth confidence and say like oh this article has like 76 percent truth confidence so Mm. um by comparing it to articles that have been written well in the past and running it through the algorithm it can then learn what a 
legit article looks like and sounds like mm-hmm. versus what a bullshit article looks like and yeah. sounds like. And it can start to decipher these things on its own. Okay. So that's a great idea. Right? Yeah. You can have like verifiable our news articles on here that actually are saying legitimate things and not a bunch of fake news. So you know? from Fox News basically is gone. <laughs> yeah. Right? Yeah, essentially, and all those other crazy places. That's great. I'm looking forward to seeing that uh, come to fruition at some point. So Yeah, so if there's anybody out there that can contribute to something like this, we need, like, a lot of people. Mm-hmm. Um, most specifically, we need a diverse team of coders mm-hmm. and anyone else that we'll need like lawyers and whatever else, but we need specifically a diverse team of co- of coders because bias can show up in coding. Like, really? yeah, that's been shown with, um, facial recognition technology. Right, 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 right. Like facial recognition technology has been really poor and mm-hmm. it doesn't identify people with darker complexions. Well at all, <laughs> it really, and it also can misidentify uh-huh. people. Yeah. So it just shows you like, this isn't because there's anything inherent about, darker complexion like if you want to build a a program that can um understand a darker complexion person's face facial features Mm -hmm. you can they just didn't do that they just constructed it based on white people's skin Mm -hmm. so in contrast you know the technology doesn't do so well with darker complexions because it was built geared around perceiving white complexion that makes so a lot of sense yeah. yeah it's um i think a lot of people might just be like oh well you know they're dark so of course you can't <laughs> see their face like no that's not how it works joke out of it if again. you want to make yeah if you want to make a, a program that will do that they can do that it's just that's not what happens so we need a team of coders that's diverse we need mm-hmm. different sexual orientations skin tones race ethnicities all those things right when men women um everything in between because we need a diverse app that's mm-hmm. not just geared by freaking white guys it has to be all inclusive yeah in patagonia jackets that's great <laughs> whole food so let's promote that as soon as you put that up i'm gonna i'm gonna promote it on social media and all that stuff so you know get it up and running great to I'm, hear, like, I'm here for it we're working on it right now yeah right now i'm actually gonna talk to him later today yeah yeah. Well, I would love to know the development process. That'd be cool. Yeah. All right. So we had a long discussion. I think I'm going to end it here. Um, we talked about police. We talked about the protests. Um, I wanted to get into the All Lives Matter movement and why it's so ignorant, but I think that's pretty self-explanatory. It's uh, stupid. Yeah, it's dumb. I mean, if you, I'll just end it on this note. Racism in itself is a white it's created by white people. It's not even, it's a concept created by white people that's been used to oppress everybody else simply. And it's a thought process that is, uh, teach or taught at a young age. So what's happening now, we're seeing the, the near, the newer generation step up and I'm so proud to see it because even though racism might not end in our lifetime, it might end around theirs so that'd be awesome that would be good we not we might not be able to see it but our children might be able to see it um so first and foremost the rate the way racism has to end is to simply teach kids at a young age that it's not okay teach them 
the truth about racism. So all the good, all the bad, sorry, there's no good. All the bad, <laughs> all the dirtiness, all the blood that is involved in racism, you have to teach that in an early age. It might fuck some people up mentally, but it's important to see because I did not learn this until college on the colonization of the indigenous people in this country, like how incredibly violent, how deep it goes, how deep it goes, the the millions of probably raped women that were involved. It's just incredible. Like when you, it has to be taught early. That's all I'm going to say. Yeah. Racism starts at home (laughs) and it should be, it shouldn't be even be in existence anymore. So yeah, racism is learned and it can be unlearned. Um, I don't know if it'll ever go away entirely, but it could be no. pushed to the dark recesses right. of humanity to where if somebody's racist, they're like, whoa, what the hell's wrong with that right. guy? You know, right. he's still racist. Can you believe that? Yeah. yeah. If but you're like, a racist, <laughs> you belong in the Ku Klux Klan. That's it. That would be the best way to differentiate. I don't want fake racism. I don't want like slight racism anymore either. You, you, If you're a racist, you better own it so I know who the <laughs> fuck you are. I want to see your face. And I know not to fuck with you. That's how I want racism racism to be from now on. So, <laughs> if it's if it has to exist, I want it to exist in that way and manner. So, so any final thoughts? Um, yours, yeah, this was fun. <laughs> uh, we've got a lot of work to do mm-hmm. in the world, right. um, but you know, it starts by having conversations like this. Mm-hmm. Um, we do have to educate children and realize that talking about race shouldn't really be that uncomfortable. Like we, we say like, Oh yeah, it's, you know, kind of a hard conversation to have. If, if you know, like it can be, but depending on how we go about it, it doesn't have to be difficult. Mm -hmm. You know, like I think it's just difficult because we don't really know how to talk about it. So we have to educate ourselves and then figure out how to properly educate mm-hmm. the next generation. Yeah. And don't be blunt with it. Be, you know, it's an existence to ex- explain what it is. Cause yeah. some people sugarcoat what racism is. They don't know that how deep it goes yeah. or how long it's been around sometimes. Yeah. So do be blunt with it. You're saying, huh? Do be blunt. I'm sorry. It, yeah. I mean, don't, don't over, <laughs> don't, don't try to, to sugarcoat it. Gotcha. Yeah. Yeah, I completely agree. Got to give them the truth. Got to give them the truth. Mm-hmm. Uh, maybe not all at once because it's a little yeah, no, no. Build slowly. it up. Build it up. Just uh, know that it's there. It exists. Yep. That's the most important thing. Don't pretend like it doesn't exist. Yes. You can find some good information on this on my blog, what's-good.blog. Mm-hmm. No apostrophe after the S. And I'll put it in the video too because it stopped recording. Oh, cool. It's good. I'm still recording the the audio. (laughs) Um, But yeah, I write a lot about race and societal issues on there. Mm. Um, Yeah, and this is a good conversation. We kind of got distracted from the Asian American aspect of it, but we want to talk more about that. We can save that for another time, too. Yes. Yeah. There's a lot of stuff to talk about in the world. So moving forward, the Black Lives Lives (laughs) Matter movement. Just know whoever's watching this, it is an ongoing thing. Just because you're not seeing it on social media anymore as often doesn't mean it's not continuing. So while we're in COVID, while we're still trying to overcome the COVID bullshit, just know that there are more important matters after that is done. And this is at the top of that list. Well said. So keep donating. Keep keep educating yourself. Keep educating others who are just blatantly ignorant about the, the whole thing. And just, you know, 
continue the fighting until it's done because it's not going to be done for a while. So if we stop here, it's never going to be finished. So I'll leave it at that. So thank you, Nick, for coming. Thanks, man. Thanks yeah, just the Top me. Back Podcast. If you like what you guys heard or saw, click like, subscribe. Do what you can to support us so we can help support you guys. Okay. We'll see you guys next time. Bye. Top Back.